I'm just getting like hit off the head with sponsors left and right and everyone wants to put a billboard on me uh you know i got this nice big frame they want to just hey like we're just going to put our name right across your chest and like go out there and just throw money <laughs> after the play and i don't know if those opportunities i mean they still exist but not in the capacity they used to what's up guys we have one of the spiciest and fiercest and most consistent deep runners in the main event who's caused all kinds of stir and trouble from his very loose aggressive play including the dirty diaper uh the 2-3 offsuit nick rigby what's going on how does it feel uh, to be kind of the center of attention at least for a while uh, you know, it feels great. You know, I, I've been fortunate enough to make some deep runs here in 21 and 23. Uh, like you said, he's kind of like a loose, aggressive style, exploitative style, really. Uh, and it's kind of, uh, it's, I think it's the best tournament to use that exploitative style and uh, kind of just feast on the passive play of others. All right. Yeah, I do, uh, I do agree with that, even though um, historically myself, and by the way, you inspired me. Um, like, I, I don't know if I can get away with doing, I mean, I tried, I really tried to, to play as wild as you, um, on the streams, but, uh, yeah, I personally, as someone who I, uh, I've seen some crazy things in the main event in the looser end of the spectrum. And, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it seems like it's working reasonably well. Uh, it's, you're getting lots of, uh, people to fold in spite of having this insane image. I mean, I saw some hands. Also, you're getting people to be insane, too. I mean, it's, uh, I, I wouldn't say, I, I mean, I would imagine it's too spicy, uh, even for myself. But as a fan of Incredible Spice, I commend you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I was going to say, one of the biggest things, though, too, is uh, this exploitative uh, kind of gambly, loose style, though. Uh, in my 21 run, like, I was only at risk to get knocked out of the tournament twice. Once being on like the start of day four, yeah, and then what what would ultimately be like my knockout hand. So like I am chipping up a lot before I am getting like very spicy, and I'm not actually putting my tournament life at risk in in huge spots where I could get knocked out. So, well, yeah, people are folding to you. Like people fold like you know incredibly big hands for no particularly good reason. Uh, decent amount of the main. It is exactly the tournament to play exploitative in some kind of way. Um, I find people lay on all kinds of different extremes, at least versus myself, but I'm well known. And I also want to ask if you felt, got resistance as well once people realized, wow, this guy is like really going at it. Um, because like you said, in 2021, people were just folding to you all, all the time. But like I myself, if I know someone's playing like really insane, I'm going to adjust. And, you know, typically people uh, really, like <laughs> they... They swing on the other end of the spectrum once you're like really and um, you're going at it. Uh, what, what's your experience been like playing this kind of style? Has it been consistently the same? Has it been? Has it always worked? Uh, do you feel like you feel like some players got the better of you, or or? Uh, the the best player I encountered in the tur tournament was uh, Gobby Livshits for sure because he three barrel bluffed me. Uh, at the end of day four yeah and uh i mean and then he consistently just beat me like a few other hands but you know i had to like give him the golf clap and like say you know kudos because he just like three air barreled me 
and that was the first time like anyone came at me like that in a tournament. And I was he I was just checked I was just uh, calling in uh, in position with the flush draw. So I click back any time I take down the pop, but as soon as I hit the brakes, it like seems not to work for me. So. Oh well, it's kind of uh, it takes. Yeah, I guess most people probably are not going to like really fight back and try to bluff you. Um, or is that did you find that to be the case? Was he like just like one of the few that actually did? I saw Bill Klein getting frisky with you also. <laughs> one other bad spot I picked against a gazillionaire uh, to try to pick a, you know, like a six squeeze spot with just complete air. Like a king queen <laughs> to snap fold. To snap fold. And then of course it comes around to Bill Klein, which he's no fold equity with his stack, but I think he's just hoping that like I'm jamming with like an open ender in that spot. Um, or just like a king and like he needs to bank an ace or a five, so. Um, so, you know, you actually reminded me of a play I made uh, that totally did not work involving Bill Klein. Someone told me he was a huge nit, uh, and that he doesn't bluff, and then you can bluff this guy. I'm like, okay. So I, like, I tried to squeeze, and the guy uh, gets it all in with, like, queen high, saying I've got, like, stone air on, like, nine, seven, six or something. We're going to talk about your hands more, just by the way. Um, or, no, it was, like, Nine eight seven. I think I have Jack four offsuit because it was the Robbie hand. Did you watch any of this, by the way? Huh? Yeah, I followed along all that. Yeah, so. I, I like squeezed into four players, and he like overcalls with like Queen Jack. He says, "I thought I thought you had the Robbie." <laughs> I'm just playing. Sick read. Yeah. Was, uh, well, he was right. I did have the Robbie. Um, and uh, yeah, it did not work unfortunately. But Bill um, is, you know, pretty crazy as it turns out. Who would have thought? So um, too late for for you and for, for myself as well. I saw like Ace Five and Four Three Offsuit. I saw a couple of hands like that by. I did. Well. I did end up. I did end up busting Bill though. So there, there was some light at the end of the rainbow there. Oh well, there you go. You busted the old man who gives away shitloads of money to charity. <laughs> um, but. Just, Great guy. Yeah, yeah, great guy. Um, then, yeah, it's kind of, someone told him he should he's plays two titans to play crazy or something. Um, yeah, so a couple of questions. Uh, you didn't really answer my question about do most people, are there a lot of people that, like, try to rebluff you or anything, or do they just, like, kind of roll over and try to trap you? I think, like, Helmuth, for example, would try to trap you and other guys. What's your experience been like? Yeah, like everyone definitely puts on their fur caps and, and tries trapping me. Um, like I said, uh, Gobby was the only one that really tried bluffing me the whole tournament. Hmm. Um, I'm sure, like, you know, I, I might, there are obviously bluffs I don't know about, like on non feature tables that might have happened. But for the most part, like when people were against me, they're trying to control pot size. They know that I can hold any two at any time. So, like, even them flopping top pair, like, they were proceeding with caution and, um, you know, they're just really trying to control the size of the pots against me. So it is nice playing in position against the types of players where, like, I can sit there peeling in a lot of spots. I think uh, I think Doyle, by the way, would be proud too. Like you're playing like uh, you're playing basically power poker. Doyle would play like crazy hands. Also, he had like ten two off suit and this kind of thing. That was his famous hand because he like made uh, won a lot of money. I don't know if you know that or not. Um, it's uh these days if people are sophisticated they should be able to you know but if 
if uh, I could see I could see this working out pretty well in the main specifically, as you said. Um, it doesn't surprise me that people just do not fight back at all. Um, I think it's like not that obvious of a counter to super aggressive strategies, and but it does work really well sometimes, especially if no one else is doing it. And um, yeah, I, I also am curious. I can tell you that when I was in Bobby's room playing the main, all we could uh, the 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 camera was like pretty often on you. We saw your hands and like forbidding ten eight suited and things like that for thirty year stack and that kind of stuff. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> and uh, I I still want to ask the question: Was it always was it just pure like people just fold all the time or whatever? Or did your experience actually change because you did get like lots of lots of um, attention as time goes on? Just because now, like anyone who's watching TV can see, okay, this guy's got a two offsuit again, or two three offsuit, and and now he's in, in the pot with Jackson, uh, you know, pocket eights or whatever. Um, and they might just think, well, you know, maybe I should play looser than this, against this guy. Uh, did you get any kind of like big meta resistance from the field or was it just everyone was crazy? Honestly, pretty much everyone was crazy. And it's like, I, I was very fortunate in my table draws. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of those guys coming up to under the lights with me, uh, you know, instead of trying to like kind of mix it up with me, like, it, like I said, it's a big, extremely passive play. And I don't know if it's because a lot of the, those guys in the field, when they got up under the lights, it was their first time there. Maybe they're a little uncomfortable. They don't want to make like a large mistake on you know, on television or anything like that. But um, by that point, everyone had known my image. Everyone had known my wide open range, and you know they still were just playing super tight. So like, there's a lot of spots where I'm picking up blinds and I'm three betting extremely light, and it just kept working. And that kind of speaks true to 2021 and this year. All right. Well, congrats on that. I'm, I'm making that work. Um... So I want to talk a bit about more. Uh, well, first of all, like, where are you from? I, uh, you, I, I know you have a home game. Um, how do, are you? Uh, seems like you've been playing poker for a while. Tell us a little about yourself. Uh, so I'm from uh, South Park, Pennsylvania. It's like right on the outskirts of uh, Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. So usually when people ask where I'm from, I just say Pittsburgh. Everyone knows where it's at. Um, but yeah, I kind of grew up, uh, I've played for almost 20 years now, which is kind of crazy to say, but you know, we grew up playing after high school with my buddies at my friend's house. And then I went into college and you know, we played nightly in all the dorm rooms. We'd have like nightly tournaments and you know, that's during the huge poker, like boom, when I'm playing on full field and uh, bow dog all the time. Uh, and I did well back then. And so it was more just always like a hobby. And like, I've always like worked full time. Mm -hmm. And I guess haven't dedicated the time to like do it full-time and I also like when I was younger I would uh, like deal on the side like private games and like the Pittsburgh poker community is like a very knit, like tight-knit community so like kind of yeah if you ask anyone in town like they know me like I know them and oh, I see just know like yeah. all the around the city so oh okay I thought you meant overall it still is kind of globally to be honest it's like uh it's it's a kind of niche I'd say but yeah okay makes sense and that is in your community as well um well definitely uh big props for having the balls to play like this when you're not really playing professionally uh because a lot of these guys like you said they do the opposite they 
they're kind of like just holding on for dear life and not really going for it. I mean, I, I can see how it can be beneficial to lay even on the extreme end of the opposite side uh, because most people just fall like totally in. Like you're kind of the outlier actually. Uh, there's just not that many guys for a reason that don't get this kind of attention even though there's people that play um, a, a fairly a pretty aggressive style um, throughout the tournament but not a yeah I would say most of them don't get much coverage and most like something like at least 80% or whatever are like kind of rolling over especially if it's not um not not like their main job if you know what i mean i think i think especially when you're uh a guy who's like facing all these pros and stuff and all these people you've probably seen on tv or whatever it probably is this is i would think it's intimidating at least a little bit or like some kind of something's going on in your head uh while facing these people at the felt that's just me trying to put myself in your shoes i've been doing this for 17 years and at least initially, I felt these kinds of feelings. Um, they went away. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about your experience? Maybe you're looking at them and thinking, you know what, I'm going to beat these guys. I'm just, you know, I'm going to show them what's up or, or that kind of thing. Maybe uh, you look at it as more of like a challenge. So what was going? What was your experience like I, as you played? Uh, you get went deep in the main and you played all these professionals who you know have uh, years and years of experience. Uh, I think just staying comfortable and, you know, loose is just, like, one of the most important things. I've never sat down at a table with anyone and, and felt intimidated. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, and that serves in both, like, large cash games and also uh, in these, like, large field tournaments. And I actually kind of embrace, you know, getting up, put it up against pros. I mean, it puts you in a great position to obviously make a name for yourself. Uh, you know, in your head the whole time, you, you, you want to bust, like, you know, you know what your heroes were when you were younger right i matched up against phil which was awesome <laughs> um you know it's a, just a surreal moment that i'm the chip leader after day one i match up against Helmuth, and then it, i end up being the one at the table to bust them it's just it can't make it up really you know <laughs> uh, that, that uh must have been good um did he say anything uh, he might have been a little salty i i, I guess he was, he was definitely salty, but he was, like, extremely, you know, gracious in the loss. Uh, I mean, he got it in behind. Uh, you know, it was a cooler. I flopped top two. He flops bottom two. Um, but very humbling exit. You know, he if he was salty, which I'm sure he was, he you know, he wasn't visually saying it. Uh, I know I heard, like, someone pass him in the hall, and he's like, that bozo got me. But, you know, he was very <laughs> nice during the whole experience. We had some nice banner back and forth. So, uh, Oh, well, a goodie. Um he behaved himself more than I mean he can be can be a bit much, uh, but he is a really nice guy for the most part. Even though people don't seem to focus on that too much, they focus on other things. Um, oh well, cool! You're not intimidated by these guys, which is the right attitude to have, by the way. I mean, most of these professionals, uh, they're they're not as um, they're more human than you might think, or that people might think. Let's put it that way. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of important to not let you, the people's fear, people for, excuse me, irrational fear to get to you. I think I did have that myself. I had a bit of that myself when I was growing up, uh, going up at stakes. Um, I probably had more than you, I would say. So uh, props for that. Um, Thank you. We'd be taking on the world with this 2-3 offsuit, the dirty diaper. 
just like sling it in some uh, pro's face like three bet Phil Ivy with two three lawsuit would be great. <laughs> it would be great. Um, and that was that was half the time tournament too. I could spend so much time under the lights. Um, you know, I almost feel like a final boss up there, right? You know, people just keep coming in and I'm knocking them out. And I had like, you know, half my head I'm playing the main event and then honestly the other half I'm trying to be like a showman, right? I'm trying to entertain the fans and uh, I think that's partially the other reason for just kind of my style of play. Like it, it makes for great entertainment and that's I'm trying to do that as well as win. Um, it definitely does that. And that's definitely that is a big factor of what has made you stand out. Well, a number of a number of things, of course. Um, I want to ask: Did you do anything to prepare when you went deep in on the main? Uh, you know, day five, six, etc. Um, did you like go out with friends or just find ways of unwinding? What was going on over there? Uh, I mean, there's some long days. Um, you know, the first couple nights, uh, you know, I hit the pool a lot. You know, I had some drinks uh, before the night day two, and just. Just kind of like staying loose, like okay, I got help you tomorrow. Like, don't change anything different than what I did my last main. I mean, I'm still in Vegas, so I'm gonna enjoy myself and taking some time off of work, uh, you know, to you know compete in the tournament. So, I'm still gonna try to do as many activities as I can. Obviously, mm-hmm. when you make a run like that, a lot of the day is eaten up by five two-hour levels. Um, so you kind of run out of time. But I was fortunate enough where my girlfriend. Uh, made the trip out with me so she was like a nice like kind of personal assistant helped me get laundry done uh kind of like great support on the rail with some friends that had gotten knocked out and you know were nice enough to stay a lot of guys just want to get the hell out of here when they get knocked out but you know they were able to support me which was awesome so oh well, cool cool that's uh nice you had that support going on for you um yeah kind of underrated that in the past makes makes the experience a lot better if you have your friends and your girlfriend with you i imagine 100 percent so you played on the stream the other day. We got you on the stream. People perhaps don't know this, but uh, there's a decent audience for the stream at the top of Canada. 100-100 stakes. Uh, now, you didn't play the stand-up game, but um, it's a high-stakes cash game. Were you, uh, how were you? How were you feeling on the stream? How was that experience for you? Uh, I mean, I'm, like I said, I kind of relish I'm com- very comfortable on camera, like, have no problem with that. Uh, I would have liked to buy for a larger amount, even though that is like out of my current bankroll. Uh, so I was fortunate enough for like everyone kind of pitched in there and took a piece of me. Um, and you know, it was fun. Just even though it was a, you know short sample period there to you know just talk with you guys and hang out. Uh, and I got diapered, mm-hmm. which was great uh, by my biggest fan, oh, yeah. Julio Viral. So <laughs> cool. Moment. Oh yeah, yeah, he. Uh... The, the hand for the audience is, uh, it's like something like a four-way hand pre-flop. Your viral uh, is in the big blind, and other someone else raised, I believe you called, I called, or something. And he, then he called, huh? I, I was going to say, it was, it was six-way plot, and he was in the small blind. But go ahead. Oh, he was in the small blind, okay. And the flop was king, okay, what, do you, do you know the hand? You can tell it if you want, if you'd like. You were on the button, I believe, with uh, with the ducks. You got twos on the button. I got king three. Clubs. Oh yeah, king three clubs in the cutoff. I think it opens under the gun plus one uh, for like three hundred, and it gets called in two two spots. Uh, or no, it gets called in one spot. I flat, you flat, and then it gets the yo viral, and he kind of puts on like a short show for ten seconds, kind of stoically looking off into the sunset. And uh, 
I saw it in my head. I'm like, he doesn't actually have the diaper here because we had just we were playing also for the audience. Uh, they were playing the two seven off game, and we changed it to the diaper game two three offsuit for uh, like a bounty for everyone to throw three hundred to the winner. And we just changed that, so it doesn't really feel real that he could have the diaper. But the way he was sitting there, I was like, he could have the diaper here because if he has a large hand, he's definitely raising. It looked like he wanted to, but he goes ahead and he just flats. Uh, big blind completes the action. And we go to a king ten four two diamond flop, uh, mm-hmm. and he goes he goes ahead and leads out full fold comes around to me. Uh, I call as I flop top pair. Uh, obviously weak kicker. Your ducks go in the muck, and uh, we go ahead of the turn for I think the nine of spades, and he leads out for about nineteen hundred dollars. And I mean, it was a pretty quick fold. I was short stacked, so I'm looking to shoot it in there pretty well. I know I have top pair, but uh, I mean, it, it went to the flop six ways, so this, this range is huge there. And he just looks at me and says, this is amazing. I'm playing with my idol. And then just flips <laughs> over the diaper, you know, it's just, it's just an awesome moment. Yeah, it was uh Pretty pretty wild. He actually got it, and they like ran some crazy bluff into <laughs> six players, like leaning out, and uh, managed to bluff you off top pair too. But uh, I mean, if he bets turn, he's like, there's a real high chance he bets river. To be fair, um, oh yeah, like if I flat the turn, he's, he's definitely he's hundred percent barely in the river. <laughs> he has to. <laughs> Do you have any? Uh, oh, and by the way, great telling of that hand. That was much better than I was going to do. To be Thanks. fair. Um. Do you have any other really memorable hands with two three offsuit uh, that really stick out from these main events? Um, honestly, I have two. The two biggest ones were hands where I folded the diaper uh, last year in twenty twenty one. I flatted in under the gun raise. It was an under the gun raise on the one of the side feature tables and the cutoff three bets. I looked down at the diaper. I come along, uh, just hoping the other gun's also going to flat. Under the gun rips, and then obviously the cutoff also rips. Uh, under the gun had Ace King off, so like it would have been just a great spot for him just to flat that three bet there, because then you know we're going three ways to the to the flop. But anyways, they get it in, and I think the flop was three three deuce. Like I just I sent them both <laughs> to the showers, and I'm just like oh. And I obviously I folded or I couldn't fold face up, and I told everyone because I wasn't. Uh, last to close the action, or no? I'm sorry, I was last to close the action because he shoved. So I showed it to so the whole table, knew what I had. So that was kind of a gross moment. And then uh, this year, the only limp besides on day one that I saw uh, was a day three, uh, just a limp, and it was in the hijack position. I'm to his left. It was just very odd that it just came out of left field. I looked down at the diaper and I just five exit. It comes right. <laughs> It, it comes around to uh, a player in the blinds, and he goes ahead and shoves for what at the time is probably about 11x, and then it comes back around to the guy limp and he shoves. I'm like, okay, he obviously had his aces. I pulled the diaper, and the blinds player has a nines, and the guy that had limp has aces. Flops eight, four deuce, turn three, river three. The same thing. I, you know, I, I uh, folded that one face up, so everyone was going crazy. Uh, but other than that, like I played it at a high consistency and I'd say overall in the main event playing the diaper I'm somewhere in the vicinity of like 14 for like 18 like somewhere like that so okay that's pretty good uh I would yeah I think there's some spots where really 
you have to dig deep to um, to play it. I mean, it's hard to call an all-in with two, three offsuit. To be fair, uh, <laughs> even like fourteen for eighteen is pretty pretty strong. One of my favorite spots too is last year in the uh, twenty-one main run that I had. And I was playing with BitBoy, who's like a crypto guy off YouTube. He's like dressed up. BitBoy. He's he's kind of decked out like a, yeah. He's decked out like a Gucci jumper. And I had, oh, you have to with him. I kind of been like taking him to the cleaners all day. Like in every hand I play with him, and I open uh, he three bets and another guy uh, four bet shoves. And I'm looking at both their stacks, and I'm like, if these guys have ace king ace queen here, like. The price is right, and I'm going to gamble. So I get it in there with the two, three clubs, and the bit boy had aces, and he just looks disgusted. He's talking to his rail. He's got the two, three, like as if like it was invincible. Uh, and then Justice was served, and the other guy had Jackson spiked to Jack. So he still got knocked out, but he just had a disgusting look on his face, like he is two, three, like as if I had like a hand that was just greater than aces. So it was pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, that's too funny. Uh, if you happen to play against Scott Seaver, by the way, you should absolutely uh, make a play. I mean, I don't know if he's going to fold. Um, I'll give you, I'll, I'll warn you at that. But if you manage to beat him with a hand like 2 3 or in some kind of absurd way, it'll just drive him. If you say something about uh, about the hand or whatever, um, there's, there's ways of really steaming him up. Let's put it that way. That would be very entertaining. Uh, you might even be mad if you. Huh? Oh, I just said I hope I get the chance. I hope you get the chance too, just because this is just like like he might be mad at me for saying this, but I feel like it's worth it for uh, for just to, for just the entertainment quality. And this in this uh, in a specific case, I mean, like he he was complaining a lot with getting knocked out with uh, people, you know, cold calling like eight three offsuit and things like that. Um, and he said like, oh, I just can't take it and that kind of stuff. I'm sitting here just laughing at his, like, uh, I don't know. He's just, um, he's a little bit neurotic is the word. But uh, a little bit's okay. A little bit of, he's, he's, a, he's a bit of a tease himself. I want to ask, do you uh, do anything besides poker? Um, yeah, I mean, so I work full-time as a uh, government contractor, like, su- supporting the Navy. Um, I do like contracts, okay. for, contracts work for that position. Uh, I do play a lot of poker uh, on the side. Uh, other hobbies I have are like playing like pickup basketball with buddies. Um, you know, and I also just enjoy kind of just going to like events all the time. Con- big concert goer, tailgater, sporting events. Uh, I went to like the World Series of uh, baseball a few years ago. Um, went to the Final Four. I like traveling for like large sporting events like that. Oh, okay. No, it seems like you do kind of a lot then. Yeah, I try to stay busy. Uh, I'm a little curious. Does your uh, style of like playing um, poker leak out into other things, like playing? Uh, I, th- I think you said you play basketball, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you play like? Do you play like an aggressive style of basketball any, by any chance? Like or? I touch the ball. Yeah, I touch the ball and I just just heave it from like half court line. Uh, no, uh, not really. Uh, you know, I'm a bigger guy, so I'm kind of like I'm in there, kind of grinded inside. So a little different from my poker style, but also a three point shooter. So, uh, well, you never know. By the way, uh, I mean, yeah, that was my first guess, but you really never know. There, you'd be surprised at how many poker players you wouldn't think are 
athletic or actually very athletic and good at basketball. There was, um, I don't know if you know, know this guy, Abe Mazuri, by chance. He's like this uh, older Jewish guy, not that tall, but he's like very good at basketball for whatever reason. Just looking at the guy, you would never ever think it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm nimble yeah. my size. People often get surprised when I go to get in the pool and I just backflip in. Uh, the the last probably the, <laughs> la- the last like year or so, it's not full rotation, but it's close. But I have a little spring to my step. Yeah, if you're backflipping into the pool, it's it's yelling pretty hard, in my opinion. I uh, I'm afraid to do a backflip actually into the pool. Now I've like tried to do such things, but not not into the pool. It's too very risky for me. It's all about just snapping your neck around. Your body will follow. It's got no choice. All right. If you say so. I just don't want to, like, break my neck. That's, that's partly the issue for me. But I don't mind running some crazy bluffs uh, at the poker table and uh, doing an honor of yours truly, as I uh, attempted to do last stream. I try. I don't know if I, I, like, mashed your level of aggression. Oh, I said you had a high V-pip. Yeah, it was, like, 65 or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really trying. I mean, I saw hands with you, like you were like three bidding like eighth two off and things like that uh, quite a bit in the main, if I recall correctly. Um, um, like nine four off early position and <laughs> things like this. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of spots like that that just try to pick up lines. And if I get three bet, sometimes I'm I'm calling light uh, nine four. I'm folding if I get three bet. But a lot of times, like I said, I had the kind of the whole table like on their heels so like i'm opening nine four off in middle position and it's usually just getting through i'm taking the blinds or if someone picks up like queen jack suit on the button they're not raising it they're just flatting so like they just let me really kind of be the captain of the table the whole time seems to be working as we said uh, i want to ask like do you have you have you ever visited poker sites as well have you like looked at the training sites or the tools or anything like like that I've never used any of the training sites, uh, you know, buddies with like different guys that like own a, you know, a bunch of different ones, but I've never even thought honestly of looking on them. It's just, uh, I do appreciate like some, uh, you know, some of the additional information, but I think like growing up, I'm just like, I'm going to play my own style. Uh, I'm definitely mm-hmm. open to looking at them to kind of clean up and polish my game because I think I have the best image in poker right now. So like my game will translate very yeah. well to cash games as far as getting paid off in big spots. So uh, that's definitely something I'm going to look into. Is uh, Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You've, you've totally advertised uh, very much for, the, for a huge percent of the world. I'm guessing that you're getting invites to certain things like JRB's game and other private games and things like that. I mean, in a way, it could be a, a big opportunity, but it can also be, um, you know, it, like, it can also be risky. Like you have to at least make sure for sh- make sure you're beating these guys as well, because I mean, like even if you can get in, I mean, obviously winning is it's a hard part. And oh. I've actually played there a few times already. Oh, you play with GRB? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, most of the time, yeah. <laughs> like he's pretty uh, honorable. He, I would say he he can be fun to hang out with. He's a uh, yeah, most of the time. Let's put it that way. I don't want to talk too much bad about GRB. He's a, he's mostly good. Everyone's mostly good, I guess. Or most people are mostly good. It'd be interesting if you combined your game with like a little bit of theory, 
because uh, the theory is like pretty. How do you say it's it's very sophisticated these days. Um, I mean, I try to combine a little bit of both myself. I have to like lean way in the other direction to get action. I need to like really open it up. I have to really. Uh, I have to like beg to get in these kinds of games, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if you happen to pursue that avenue just because it does have tons of potential in terms of money. Is that what, uh, is money a big motivating factor for you or are you thinking to, you do step other aspirations, you just want to enjoy your life or what is it? Uh, I mean, poker has always been a huge passion of mine for like the last 20 years. If I could monetize off that, uh, you know, I'd be greatly interested in both like kind of like the marketing end comment you know doing comment doing commentary and then also uh playing would be like my ultimate dream right uh i feel like if this kind of my run right here happened 15 years ago then i'm just getting like hit off the head with sponsors left and right and everyone wants to put a billboard on me uh you know i got this nice big frame they want to just hey like we're just going to put our name right across your chest and like go out there and just throw money at <laughs> the play and i don't know if those opportunities I mean, they still exist, but not in the capacity they used to. So, you know, I'm really hoping that I can kind of get get some momentum from this last run, and then obviously a company with the 2021 run. And like, I hope I can work with some companies and get some type of backing because I would like to play in larger games. Uh, but like I said, right now it's it's hard to step out on that ledge without the bankroll and kind of you know knowing what you're going to do to pay the bills, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I guess I guess if uh, you're like kind of just starting out, well, or starting out in like approaching these kinds of things, especially sponsorships, it could be quite tricky. And by the way, they they are very challenging to get, uh, specifically in the USA, uh, if you're American male, because most poker players are basically American males, um, American white males. So there's that. But uh, definitely the private games. The private games are a lot easier to capitalize on from my experience as long as you don't like don't get cheated that's like probably the biggest thing don't yeah you have to win so there's that um and you have to not you have to you have to get paid and you have to not get cheated actually uh you're getting paid is more important than not getting cheated i think not getting paid is very similar to, to uh getting cheated to be honest because like if someone doesn't pay you they're, they're essentially it's a very similar result um but if you can beat all those, then probably you could make a lot of money. It seems like very realistic. It seemed to me that it seemed to me that you had a decent amount of ideas that suggest potential for poker. I mean, I have to see more to really to really uh, see it. But the fact that you're like taking risks and things like that, and like putting yourself in spots and testing people, is kind of how, at least from my perspective, a big part of how you get better at poker. If you can also make folds and not get too attached to hands um i still i think that that is a more useful way of of like get it, it works more in the long run than does uh being too conservative and, and overly tight if that makes sense it's really important to uh push your comfort zone in these kinds of ways yeah absolutely i think that was what like jeff platt was interviewing me or someone and I said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, my biggest thing is I'm comfortable making other people's other people uncomfortable. So and that's kind of like, like a little credo I use, like as I played. So, well, yeah, it's it's good. You have to if you can find people's, um, so I want to say breaking points. Uh, it seems a little bit extreme. 
that is very valuable if you can uh, exploit those and people tend to be tend to have quite a few of them um i mean if they know you're crazy things they can kind of swing in the other direction quite a lot i've noticed uh but um yeah i mean that's where a lot of the money is still today there's still lots of money in exploited to play i mean that's absolutely true like i would not suggest for, uh be, being totally by the book but i do think being by the, there's a lot of value to the theory these days, if you ever decide to look, um, yeah, again, major props for blowing up the internet with a style uh, that stood out among, amongst over 9,000, I, I don't know how many people were in the main, but uh, a shitload of people. 50 or so, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, we got to go in a moment now, but what uh, what's, good, what's in the future for Rigby other than... Um, um, maybe some private game action. Anything else you got in mind? Uh, yeah, maybe some private game action. Um, probably looking at coming back out in Vegas in December to play the World Championship. I, I think I'd like to do that. Um, and yeah, I'm available for you know assisting people with commentary if they're you know want to bring me in the booth. And uh, I think I'm going to reach out to a lot of people too, kind of locally, like stuff within driving distance. Maybe I can make some like local tournament appearances for like some. Like smaller buy-ins, like eleven hundred dollars, like you know, like five hundred k guarantees or something like that, and you know, try to do some marketing for myself and brand on, on that end. Hmm. Well, good luck with that. I hope it goes well. Um, any aspirations outside of poker or just uh, just that stuff? Uh, not, not like too many huge aspirations. Uh, you know, I have a girlfriend now and just kind of enjoying my life. I'm, you know, birthday is next week and. No, no huge plans coming up. Uh, just kind of living. All right, that so- sounds great. Keep living and keep doing you and keep three bidding. Well, I mean, at least as long as it's reasonable. Uh, playing the dirty diaper and making people's uh, lives frustrating in poker and uh, more entertaining, more more action. There you go. Right. I appreciate yeah, best it. Best of luck. Thank you. All right, thank you for your time, Ruby. Thanks. It's been fun.